We're in Proverbs together. We've been looking at the Proverbs. We said that we couldn't study Proverbs chapter by chapter or necessarily section by section, but we can travel a theme or, or, or look for a theme throughout the entire book. And as we'll be looking at subject matter, uh, the last time we were together, we looked at the fear of the Lord for a few moments together, and that was the beginning of wisdom. How do I get wisdom? By the fear of the Lord, understanding who God is and his purposes Give me a direction in which I might travel, recognizing that God will do what he said. One day, the Lord Jesus Christ will return. And the warning to us is, do not let him find you unfaithful. Do not let him find you in sin. Do not let him find you walking in the power of the flesh, but rather walk in the spirit. Now, that does not mean we fear God, but recognizing that when we come before him, we're not in dread of him. But we will give account for the things that are done in our body, the scriptures tell us, whether they be good or whether they be useless. Tonight we want to uh, shift our attention, and we began this last week, at looking at the heart. We said that the heart was mentioned over 100 times in the book of Proverbs in 31 chapters. God wants us to know something about the heart. Now why is that? Because he knows our heart, does he not? I, the Lord, I judge the heart. He knows our heart. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're thinking before we think it and what we'll do after we think it. So he warns us throughout the book of Proverbs concerning the heart. We took some time to, uh, to see what, what really is the heart. Well, it's uh, the inner soul of man, the thinking. It's the man behind the face or the woman behind the face. It's where the feelings, desires... Uh, affections, the motives, the will, the intellect, the moods. It's where we conceive good thoughts or bad thoughts. And it's all part of our thinking, what we would call our psyche. That's what God refers to as the heart. We saw that the heart has not changed since the fall of man. Remember, right in the beginning, right in the book of Genesis, God tells us that the thoughts of their heart were only always continually evil. And so God judged the world because of the wickedness of the hearts back then. We looked at Achan because Achan uh, looked at something. He desired it. He saw it was pleasing to his eye. He wanted the money. He wanted the Babylonian garments. And God, God judged both he and his whole household who apparently knew about it. Why? Because he did not stop with a look. He knew he was not supposed to take it, but he did not stop with just a look. He said, I lusted after it. I desired it, and I went and got it. So we want to look at the real wisdom of God's word. And what does God say about the heart? Well, we're in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. My son, Proverbs 2, 1 and 2. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and lay up my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart unto understanding. Incline your ears unto wisdom and apply your heart unto understanding. Apply your thinking to understanding. Now, we know in the New Testament, God tells us through his word that we're to let the word of God dwell in us richly, abundantly, overflowing. Why? That, we might <coughs> that it might cleanse us and direct our path. God wants us to consume his word within our thinking and then apply that word to our lives and do what he has told us that we ought to do. The word of God, remember in the 119th Psalm, it, it's, I have, uh, thy word have I hid in my heart 
that I might not sin against thee. It's down in there. I'm prepared for whatever comes my way. No matter what it is, I will react in a right way instead of uh, acting out a wrong, sinful attitude. So I want to make sure that my heart is prepared. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Trust in the Lord with your heart. Why? Because his, his word will direct our path. It's a light, a lamp unto our paths. Now, how are we to do that? Well, we're to have a prepared heart. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, chapter 4, please, in verse 23. A prepared heart. We see that in chapter 4 and verse 23. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Make sure you're keeping your mind, your feelings, your thought processes with all diligence. The word diligence there is it's an interesting word because it, it has to do with an armed guard guarding something. Keep thy heart guarded, if you would. Why? Because out of it are the issues of life. You want to make sure that you're guarding your heart, that you're, you're not receiving that which is evil, nor communicating that which is evil. Guard your heart with all diligence. Um, to compare that for a moment, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 30. We're talking about the heart of men. What does God say about the heart? Well, he knows it better than anyone, so we should listen to what the God of all knowledge and all wisdom has to say. Proverbs chapter 14. Look at verse 30 with me for a moment, please. Proverbs 30. Uh, Proverbs 14 and verse 30, a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is the rottenness of bones. A sound heart, if I have a heart that's pleasing, honoring to the Lord, and my desire is in his direction, I'm looking to him, not for what I don't have, but what, for what I have, for, for what I don't have, I'm just trusting him with all of my heart. What happens with that? Well, it gives health to me. Spiritual health and indeed physical health. You know that a sorrowful heart can make a person sick. If they're constantly dwelling, constantly downward trodden, constantly upset, it can upset the whole physical system of a person. Notice again in verse 30, a sound heart is the life of the flesh. But envy, the rottenness of bones. If you're envious of someone, if your heart is out of sync with God's word, it, it brings a physical pressure upon you as well as a mental pressure. And you can actually hurt yourself. So we're to keep our heart with all diligence. Guard your heart. Don't allow someone to steal your joy. And we can allow people to steal our joy. We can allow people to steal our our. our our, our love of the Lord by listening to what they have to say the, the, as they contrast what God has to say. No, I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. Thank you very much for your opinion, but here's what God says. And be very kind and be very loving, but guard your heart with all diligence. Turn back with me to Proverbs 3 again, and you know this passage. This is a well-quoted passage, perhaps not as well observed, but well quoted for sure. We're in Proverbs chapter 3. Notice what God says, starting right in verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them upon thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. 
write what God says upon that heart that is committed to memory. Committed to memory. Here's what God says about this issue. Here's what God says about this subject. Verse uh, uh, 4, So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. How? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. Is God going to tell you necessarily which school to go to? Is he going to tell you which car to buy? Is he going to tell you which person to marry? Well, not necessarily, but we have objective checks in the word, do we not? There's objective ch checks in the word. I need to look at what God says. And if I don't want a corrupted heart, I'm not going to join X school there because all they teach is this. If, if, I, if I'm looking for someone to marry, who am I going to look for? A Christian. But not only a Christian, someone who's walking with the Lord. Someone who's really diligent with God. Just to find any old Christian is not good enough. They could drag you down as far as you could go. But you want to find someone who trusts the Lord, someone who's going to uplift you in your walk with him, who's going to satisfy you in your walk with him, not just anyone. So we need to be careful that we're trusting the Lord with all our heart. That is, we're going toward his word, uh, memorizing, writing upon the tables of my, of my heart, and then when the time comes, my path will be directed. There's some people sitting back and they're looking for some kind of handwritten message somewhere. I have one for you. It's right here. It's right here. This is what you're going to get. Get in it. Look at it. Study it. So we want to continue on with the heart now. There's a lot of warnings in God's word about the characteristics of the heart. What are some characteristics of the heart? Well, God says that an, there's a heart that devises evil imaginations. We won't turn there, but you know the proverb. We looked at it last week. Proverbs 6, these six things is the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And what's one of them? A heart that devises wicked imaginations. And we talked about that just for a few moments, and we'll continue to look at it as we continue. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. Now, you won't admit it, and I understand that, because I don't want to admit it either. But have you ever had your heart begin to devise wicked imaginations. Has that ever happened to you? Am I the only one in this whole place? No. It happens to all of us. Why? Because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and I need to rein it in with God's Word. I need to rein it in with God's Word. Remember, the Spirit of God uh, will, through, will through the Word of God, we read in the book of 2 Corinthians, cast down evil imaginations. You need to fill your mind with something that's good. And that's, of course, the good word of God, the pure word of God. Why? Because it will cast down that evil imagination. Then there are people, and I'm sure you're aware of this, with a subtle heart. They have an agenda. They have something hidden. Turn with me, if you would, please, to Proverbs chapter 7. Proverbs chapter 7. There are people who have a hidden agenda. They have something in their mind that they want to get, they want to fulfill. 
And you could be an easy target if you're biblically, if you're biblically not a student of the scriptures. You become an easy target. You can fall prey to someone if you're not biblically with it, if you're not studying the scriptures, if you don't have God's word hidden in your heart. We're in Proverbs chapter 7. Look at verse 9, please. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black, in the dark of night. You get that? No good things happen at night. Right? This is, this comes this woman. Pick it up in verse 10. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot, subtle of heart. She has something in mind. Huh? She has a subtle heart. She's a liar, but she's prepared. She has something she's going to do. She wants to catch this young man. And notice what she does. She uses biblical principles. Look, if you would, please, at verse 14. She says, I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. I'm a Christian just like you are. I'm just like you. I'm, I'm a Christian. Her evils are completely contrary to God's word. Her mind is contrary to God's word, but she's subtle of heart. Do you know there's people like that out in the world today? There are. They're trying to get something from you. There were false teachers among the people, Peter says, just like there'll be false teachers among you. They're after something. They have a hidden agenda. And usually it's your wallet, isn't it? Usually it's getting something physical off you. But there's a subtle heart, and we need to be careful of that. And we hear that, do we not? My wife have run, and I have run into that on several different occasions where someone wanted us to purchase something, and all of a sudden, in our presence, they became a Christian. Now, maybe they were, I don't know that, but they became a Christian to sell us something. And we've seen that on several different occasions. If they were really a Christian, they would have said to us, Okay, you can, you know, because we always tell them we're going to wait about this, about this, and we're going to think about this, and we're going to pray about this, and if we want it, we'll come back. But they turned into Christians and told us it was God's will for us to buy it on the spot. Like they knew, they knew. Well, what, what's going on there? Whether they were Christians or not, I do not know, and that's up to them and the Lord. But I know this, there are subtle people out there, and you've got to be careful. And just because they say they're a Christian or they're just like you are does not necessarily mean it's true. It's true. God warns about a subtle heart right here. Let's continue on a little bit if we could, please. There's another one that's called a deceitful heart. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 5. Back to Proverbs chapter... I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 12, if you would. Proverbs chapter 12. A deceitful heart. Now, there's warnings about hearts in the Word of God, and we need to take heed to the yes, yeses. You know, there's yes, yeses in the Word of God, and it's wonderful. But there's some no-nos, too. And we need to pay attention to some of these no-nos. We're in Proverbs chapter 12. Look with me, please, at verse 20. Deceit is in the heart of those who imagine evil. But to the counselors of peace there is joy. Deceit is in the hearts of those who imagine evil. Again, that evil heart. We need to make sure there can be deceit in there. They want something. There's some kind of a, 
a, agenda, there's some kind of fraud going on, and they're trying to deceive. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 26. Again, we're skipping around because God talks about the heart all the way through the book of Proverbs, but Proverbs chapter 26, look at verses 24 and 25. Proverbs chapter 26, verses 24 and 25. We'll come back to 23 in a moment, but notice, he that hateth disassembleth with his lips and layeth up deceit within him. See, this guy has an agenda. He's he has hatred in his heart, and he wants to disassemble. And if there's any place on earth that, uh, that faces that, it's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. Why? Because Satan wants to break us up. He wants to break us up continually, right? That's why we're told, don't allow that root of bitterness to take hold. Why? Because many can be defiled by it. We need to be extra careful. So he that has hatred disassembles with his lips and lays up deceit within him. When he speaks pleasantly, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Remember what the Lord Jesus said? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Be very careful. There are people out there who are just looking to blow up your faith and to destroy this assembly, and it's satanic. And when they do it, it's satanic. We need to be extra careful of that. Why? Because it's out there. Look, if you would, please. Um, uh, well, go, now go back with me to Proverbs 5 for a moment, in verse 12. Again, some warnings about people and their hearts. God said, I want your heart to be right with me. I want you to walk in the integrity of your heart. I want to make sure you're thinking and, and focusing upon my word so that heart will be saturated with the scriptures. But the warning is, there's people out there with a, with a, a subtle heart, with a, uh, a wicked heart. We're in Proverbs chapter 5. Look at verse 12 for a moment. And say, these people say, How have I hated instruction and my heart despises reproof? I hate instruction and my heart despises reproof. Have you, ever, have you ever had someone would ask you your opinion and then they, they say something like, I really want to know. Don't tell them. Because when they say that, that usually means I want you to agree with what I'm thinking. Now, they could, obviously, I'm kidding. They could mean they re do really want to know. But most of the time, people just want you to agree with their opinion. And when you do tell them, here's, well, here's the direction you want to go in, but here's what God says. <laughs> Nuclear devices go off all over the place. Why? Because people who have a wicked heart despise instruction. They don't want to hear it. They're not interested in it. And, and uh, you, you can end up in the middle of a mess. Now, that doesn't mean we still don't do it. We do. We give them the truth of the word of God. But recognize that there's people out there with hearts that do not want to receive it. And they despise instruction. Head with me to chapter 6 for a moment, please. 
chapter 6, and look at verses 12 through 14. Proverbs chapter 6, and we'll pick it right up in verse uh, 12. A worthless person and a wicked man walks uh, with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes, he speaks with his feet, he teaches with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. He devises mischief continually, he soweth discord. This, this person, uh, you can't trust him. He has proven himself to be that way. Why? He has a perverse heart, a heart that's away from God. Whether it was ever in favor of God or not is up for debate there. But recognize there is perversity in his heart. Is God warning us about some people? How can I know? How can I know? Well, you read God's word and you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Is he speaking contrary to what God says? Is he trying to pull you in a direction that God said not to go? Is there some kind of agenda on his mind? Has he lived a life that's worthy of, of, of faith? Remember, we're to look for elders, what? Whose faith follow their actions. If they say this and do that, they're not worthy to follow. They're contrary to what God's word has to say. So God wants us to make sure that we're uh, careful about a perverse heart. One more passage is in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 20. So there's warnings about the heart in Proverbs chapter 11. Notice, please, in verse 20. This is a frightening passage. They that are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but such as are upright in their way are his delight. Look at chapter 10 and verse 20 now. The tongue of the just is like choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little worth. God's letting us know some things about the heart, isn't he? And you know, it's funny because you'll hear people say, they have a good heart. No, they don't. No, they don't. We have to make sure that our heart lines up with what God's word says, and then it's good. Other than that, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So we want to make sure that our heart is focused upon what God says. That is our mind. We're filling our mind out of the abundance of heart. A man speaks. I want to speak about him and his ways and his word, not about my own thinking. Let's look at another couple, please, of passages. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 10. Proverbs 14, 10. You really know what's going on inside of you. People say, well, I don't know exactly what I was thinking. Yes, you did. That's why you did it. I don't, uh, I don't know why I said that. Well, because it was in your heart. That's why. That's why you said it. And God wants us to know that we need to be very, very careful because we know what's in us and God knows what's in us, but other people don't necessarily. We're in Proverbs chapter 14. Look at verse 10. The heart knoweth its own bitterness, and a stranger does not intermeddle with it. Essentially what it's saying is uh, the heart knows its own own bitterness, it knows how deep that bitterness is, and no one can comprehend that. A stranger can't comprehend that. They can't possibly know that. 
And God wants us to recognize that we need to rein that in. We, we need to rein in that heart of bitterness. Because bitterness is consuming, is it not? And it's a world of iniquity, the scriptures tell us. So we want to make sure our heart is right with him because he knows my heart. And there's other people, they may say, well, I know him pretty well. You really don't. You really don't. You may know about him pretty well, but knowing him or knowing her well, only the Lord knows that. So we need to be careful in our thinking. Here's a, here's a frightening passage. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 26 for a moment. And I said we'd get back to this. Look at verse 23. Proverbs 26, 23. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a potsherd covered with silver dross. You got that? Someone who has these burning lips, wicked, wicked heart, things that are coming out of him are, are wicked, uh, and yet he's subtle. See, you have to be careful because these, these folks can be subtle. He lets, God lets us know it's like a broken piece of pottery. Now, a broken piece of pottery is very sharp. It can cut you. It can slice you. It can open you wide up. But some people who will go around with these burning lips, you know, can't wait to speak evil, and a heart that's evil, they can come across as very nice and then what? Open you right up. Be careful. It looks nice, but it's very very, very dangerous. I'm starting to get the point, aren't you? What does God say? Hide my word in your heart that you might not sin against me. And he's warning people throughout the entire book of Proverbs, be careful of a heart. Be careful of the heart. Notice there's another heart here mentioned in Proverbs 18 and verse 12. Proverbs 18, 12. It's not, let's, let's say it's not a wicked heart, and yet we have to be careful that we don't fall prey to this. When Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 12, before destruction, the heart of a haughty man, and, and let me read that again, before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. A haughty heart. What's a haughty heart? Well, it has to do with pride being lifted up, really thinking you're something. We read that in the book of uh, Romans, do we not? When a man thinks himself to be something, when he's really nothing, he deceives his own self. So we need to be careful of a heart that's lifted up with pride. Look what I've done. Look how big I am. Look how important I am. Here's what people think about me, and on and on and on. I'm the best. Uh, I, I can run the country by myself. Did you ever hear any of that? Yeah, we, we hear stuff like that. What? The most brilliant people in the world need advisors, you know, and you don't, sir. And you hear things like that going on. Well, we need to be careful. Why? That, that's like a broken piece of pottery, right, with, with, with silver on it. It looks good but it can cut you wide open. And when you know someone, or you hear someone who's always talking about themselves, be careful. Just be very, uh, very careful. Okay, let's continue on from that for a moment, please, if we can. 
Then there's, there's uh, people uh, that are prideful in their hearts, and with that, God warns uh, down a, a little different avenue. Look at chapter 16 and verse 18. Notice, pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. This, this haughty heart, this haughty spirit, the thought process of a man, it goes before a fall. 16.5 for a moment, please. Everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Even though he finds a whole bunch of people that might agree with him, it, it, it doesn't matter to the Lord. It's still, a wrong, it's still wrong thinking. And God needs to judge that. And God will, in fact, judge that. It's a very serious warning. Head with me to Proverbs 21 and verse 4. Proverbs 21, 4. You say, well, why are you bringing up all the negative things? I didn't. God did. Okay? Just so you know. It's in here, isn't it? Am I reading uh, some different book? It's all right here. Proverbs chapter 21. Look with me, please, at verse um, 4. A high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked are sin. High, high look, proud heart, and what do I end up plowing? Wickedness. Wickedness. I just end up involved in wicked behavior. We need to be careful. I would say God warns about that. Another place is chapter 28 and verse 25. 28, 5, 25. By the way, the positive things about the heart are far outweighed by the warning of wickedness. Far outweighed by the warning of wickedness. We're in uh, Proverbs chapter, uh, what did I say, 28? Look at 25 with me, please. He that is proud of heart stirs up strife, but he that puts his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. No wonder. No wonder, no. What that means is thick or rich, insulated, insulated. But notice what happens. He that is proud of heart stirs up strife. So we need to recognize that we, being proud of heart can cause all kinds of uh, problems with those that we know. Then if you would, please, let's look at an angry heart. Turn with me to Proverbs 19 for a moment. And we're interested in verse 3, Proverbs 19. I'm reading from a, old, from a King James Bible, so the word here uses fretted, but notice in verse 3. The, foolish, the foolishness of man perverts his ways, and the heart and his heart fretteth against the Lord. The word fretteth has to do with arguments or angers. He's angry with the Lord. Why is he angry with the Lord? Because... His own foolishness has perverted his way, and his heart is saying, well, that's not right. I don't deserve this, or I deserve this, or <coughs> I should, or I, I could have. Or. He, he's angry with the Lord. Why? Well, he's angry with the Lord because of the foolishness of, of his own heart. So God's warning again about an angry heart. Proverbs 24 and verse 17 2417. Guard thy heart with all diligence. Why, for out of it are the issues of life. So make sure you're guarding that. Make sure you're 
taking care of that, cherishing that, watching over that. Proverbs 24 and in verse 17, Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thy heart be glad when he stumbles. Anyone ever do that? Do you ever have anyone burn you, and then they go down, and you're happy about it? Again, I'm the only one in this place that sins, apparently. Does that ever happen? Of course it does. But God says, don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. We need to stop here, and Lord willing, we'll pick it up again. There's only a few more negative ones. But they're in there, and um, I'd like to give you the positive, but when you look at your heart, not a lot of good things in there, except you hide God's word in your heart that you don't sin against him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your grace and your wisdom. Help us, Father, to concentrate on uh, keeping our heart with all diligence. Help us to hide out your word in our heart, Lord. Help us to let the word of God dwell in us richly. And out of it will come that song. Out of it will come that joy uh, as the Spirit of God works through the word of God in our life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.